When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. Today, I had a very interesting conversation with Sal Magos. He is the uh, co-founder and CEO of MetaView. We talked a lot about AI, 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 AI. Yes, a lot of people are talking about AI, (laughs) but it is the topic du jour, especially in recruiting circles. Um, In our podcast, we talked about um, recruiter AI readiness. We talked about the impact of of AI on the human aspects of recruiting. Uh, We talked about how AI has a role uh, to play in recruiting long term. And we talked about risk mitigation, ethical considerations, uh, the future of AI and recruiting. So many things, so many things. Um, I enjoyed the conversation, and I think you will too. Stay tuned to hear it in its entirety right after this. The Recruiting Life is a newsletter that gives a whimsical view of the world of work. It aspires to educate and entertain with articles, comics, videos, podcasts, contests, and more. It is produced on a weekly basis by yours truly, Jim Stroud, and is supported by readers like you. Topics in this newsletter include the future of work, current labor trends, sourcing passive candidates, and more. Subscribe now and receive it every Monday in your email by going to jimstroud.com slash subscribe. That's jimstroud.com slash subscribe. Link in the podcast description. Don't wait. Subscribe now. Operators are standing by. Hello and welcome to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Special guest, tell us who are you and what do you do? Hey, Jim. Uh, thanks so much for, for having me on. Uh, my name is Sile. Um, I'm one of the co-founders here at MetaView.ai. MetaView is a, a an assistant for your interviews. So MetaView makes it so that you as a recruiter do not need to worry about taking interview notes anymore. Get an AI to do that for you so you can focus on having a, a, a much more engaging conversation with the candidate um, and spend a ton less time on actually writing up your notes afterwards because uh, we structure it uh, super nicely for you. Wow, where were you 20 years ago? I could have used it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I could have used it. Uh, you mentioned AI. Everyone's talking about AI. It's like the, the topic du jour, topic of the age, actually. Mm. And um, so many things are discussed when it comes to recruiting with, with AI, uh, especially around recruiter AI readiness. Uh, let me ask you, what are recruiters, are recruiters ready to adapt to this changing role of AI in the recruitment industry? What do you think? Uh I think I, in, in in some ways it's like it's sort of irrelevant if they're ready. It's like the time is this revolution is happening, you know. So you sort of, <laughs> you sort of have to have to be ready or get ready. But I would yeah. also say that um, I think adopting AI is not a 
it's not like a hard skill to learn. Like when I say hard skill, I mean like it's 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 almost closer to a soft skill is what I mean mm-hmm. by that. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a lot about building up your intuition around understanding, well, what parts of my day-to-day am I doing on autopilot? Because if I could do it on autopilot, there's probably someone out there who has built an autopilot or is building an autopilot to do that for me. And it's not really about you having to adapt and change your behavior so much. It should be about how this AI can wrap around you. I think maybe one of the things that happens is people get exposed to chat GPT, they start to use it, they realize sometimes it gives great answers, sometimes it gives dud answers, and you only know that because you're an expert. And so you're thinking, well, non-experts out there think that answer's correct. And so this is just sowing all sort of seeds of misinformation out there, when actually the way we're finding and definitely the way we try to help to, to apply AI to people's work is less about sort of chat you know, getting an answer from an AI. It's more about how can it help you do the thing that you know you're trying to do. It just sort of massively accelerates your ability to do it. And in that world, you don't have to learn anything. Actually, you're just, it's almost like delegating to a, a new joiner in your team. You know, it's its, it's a very different relationship. Hmm. It, that being said, then, do you think that uh, HR professionals are adequately, adequately trained to be effective utilizing AI or does it really uh, matter since... I think there's a spectrum. So I I think I think I definitely hear some cases where folks are using AI tools uh, that, you know, is and one of the things that that AI tool does is generates an answer. And you do hear some people who take, well, if this generated that answer, that must be a good answer. And that's a that's a bad place to be. That person Mm. needs to be trained to realize that's not the case. And I think the key thing that maybe the training that does need to occur, again, is less about hard skill training. It's more about sort of conceptually if you're using an AI tool, you still have to understand that you are accountable for whatever output. If that is communicating to a candidate and you've used an AI to help you generate that communication, you are still putting your name to that communication. You're accountable for it. Or in our case, if you're um, making a judgment on a candidate or if you're writing up a scorecard on a candidate, or if you're providing a summary to a hiring manager about why you think they should speak to that candidate, these are all things that we help our, our AI helps you with but you are still accountable for that recommendation, which is essentially a decision that you're making. So I think that the training is much more conceptual. You're still responsible for the outcomes. You're just using these tools to help you get to the, to, to, to the outcome more quickly. I like that. It's, it's sort of like, I um, think the expression is human in the loop. You got to keep a human in the loop of, of things. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple of news stories I've seen over the past few years where people were so tuned in to their GPS, they they literally drove into a pond or to a lake or something because the GPS said turn left, even though common yeah. sense would have told them not to do it. Yeah, and the sad, the sad thing is I had a really similar, I I, I was sent down a very, very narrow road uh, recently, mm. GPS told me to, and uh, my car didn't fit. So uh, <laughs> I, I've been one of those people, anyway. <laughs> um. Well, do you think AI will uh, redefine the skills and competencies required for recruiters to succeed in the future? Uh, yeah, and in many ways, I think it will go back to the, it's a it's a to a degree back to the future. Mm. So I'm a big believer in um, a lot of the sort of the the thinking that Richard Cho has been putting in that Richard Cho, who is the talent leader at Robinhood, Meta. Mm. Uh, and a bunch of other amazing companies. Um, he's been really beating the drum about this return to relationship-driven recruiting. So I'm a big believer in that. I think that recruiters will essentially, uh, right now recruiters spend a, a lot of time on some task that is, I would, I would say is, requires a lot of grind, requires a little grit and determination, which are great attributes, don't get me wrong. But it, a lot of those tasks where you really need to grind, they're going to go away. 
And you're going to have this this move to some recruiters who move more sort of towards the relationship driven side. I'm going to be the person who knows candidates really well. I become really influential. I really understand their psychology and their motivation. And I match them against hiring managers who I also understand really thoroughly. And, you know, you're really going to encompass that human side of recruiting. Mm -hmm. That's very far away from being disrupted. Right. No one's thinking about how AI is going to do that. That's a uniquely that's a thing that recruiters you know, are the best people on the planet at doing. And so they'll do a lot more of that, which I think is great. And then I do think there'll also be this other push towards more thought around, you know, recruiting operations, essentially, tools, planning, these sorts of things. So I, I think you'll get this specialization where maybe I think there'll be to a degree this back to the future world where you'll get a large portion of recruiters who will um, spend more time on the, rec- the relationship side of things, which I think is a good thing. I think recruiters will want that. And I think people talk a lot about wanting to be able to spend more time advising hiring managers rather than, you know, herding a candidate through a through an interview process. And I think you'll get a bunch who may we will have maybe will have to learn new skills, which is more around, you know, what is our suite of tools now that in this new in this new paradigm where AI should be sort of like touching on many parts of our process, your tool set's probably going to change, how you plan is probably going to change. And I think in that world, it's a lot of newness. Yeah, yeah, I, I quite agree. I, I definitely agree with this could be more relationship driven. Those would have, I think the more successful recruiters will be along that wise. Um, but I also can see how some um, newer recruiters uh, may do a bit of pushback because they tend to be more uh, machine minded. When I say machine minded, more into social media and that kind of thing. And, I, and I, I've seen some experiments where some um, recruiters have, connected ChatGPT to Zapier, and uh, they, they're sort of automating everything to the point where all they do is just say hello, and then machine takes over. And I can see the advantages of that, but yeah. I also see it as a disadvantage because when you come too reliant on the machines per se, and you can't actually talk to someone, Yeah, I think at the end of the day, recruiting is a people, people business. You got to be able to yeah. talk to people. And I think too much technology could... Um, take uh, your your uh, proficiency away, if that, yeah. if that makes sense. Well, I, I, I'd agree. I, I think what those, I would look at folks who have done that as like showing a lot of ingenuity, a lot of initiative. And that's like, that's like a, a separate ca- category of good skills. And they'll probably, they probably will be successful just because of the, the underlying sort of initiative that they showed. But mm-hmm. yeah, what you're, where you're, where I totally agree with you is those tools that they're currently patching together they will start to exist as tools that everyone can use. And so the Delta, their advantage goes away. So where are you going to become advantaged as a recruiter? It's going to be in the human elements. That's where you're going to have alpha. You know, that's where you're going to be able to demonstrate that you're superior to other recruiters, which is, you know, there's a degree of competition in everything we do. Um, it's going to be based on, hey, are you able to sort of convince this person to take this role? Are you able to um, help the hiring manager understand the realities of the market more quickly so that you actually get the headcount in and you can move on to the next one? Are you going to be able to uh, run a great debrief session where you get to the right answer? You know, it's going to be these, those are the things that, uh, where you, yeah, I mean, you're going to uh, earn your money, essentially. Definitely, definitely. And, and I think you may appreciate this. I saw this discussion, uh, it was on LinkedIn, I won't name the tool, uh, but the tool allows a virtual person to interview somebody. Mm. So the person, um, the candidate would talk to a machine rather than the machine would just spit out questions and the candidate would respond. And so a lot of the recruiters and some job seekers were just lambasting this. I mean, they were yeah. like, oh my God, what? No. <laughs> and <laughs> and they, they really, really um, gave it a bad, a, a bad, um, bad welcome. 
And um, so I really appreciate your perspective and how your tool brings the human connection back to recruiting, which is where it belongs, you know? Yeah. So kudos to you for that. Appreciate that. Um, appreciate that. Thank you. Speaking of like the human aspects of recruiting, do you think um, AI and recruitment uh, lead to a loss of personal touch? I guess we had sort of already sort of touched that a little bit, but um, uh, do you think this is uh, AI will increase or decrease the overall personal relationships? I think we've sort of been debating that, but yeah, I, 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 I guess that. there'll be um, yeah net. I think it will massively increase. I think basically you move from a world where you might have had sort of light interactions with lots and lots of people. So the over, like, you know, so you could look at that in some way as like a more human thing because you've talked to lots of people. Yep. To maybe you automate some of the sort of the some of the parts of your communications with candidates, but that's all in service of being able to have really in depth conversations and interactions with fewer candidates so that's essentially the way that we're seeing like customers who use metaview that's 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 uh that's what they do they spend time less time on sort of a lot of the things around talking with candidates and spend more time actually um having great conversations with them so uh so yeah that's the way we see it going um for sure well now i I know that whenever there is a discussion about getting some sort of new tech tool people look at time and cost and, and that kind of thing um from your perspective, from your perspective, can AI reduce the time and cost involved in the recruitment process without sacrificing quality, which is a uh, key to that? Uh, I mean, that is what technology is, in my opinion. So every sort of revolution, every technical technology revolution we've had essentially comes down to a sort of a, a point in time where our ability, where we were a- suddenly able to get more output for less effort. And then we sort of had to work out how do you redistribute our effort now that we have, we still have some hours in the day. So like, what else can we do to get output? So totally it is going to lead to those things and increase in quality more quickly. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm a hundred percent a believer in that. Um, I, and frankly, the, the technology will not survive if it does not achieve those things. So if I, if I put it in very basic terms or, or not, not in basic, if I put it in terms that, I'm very intimately familiar with because it relates to, 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 to the, the sort of the industry I work in, which is around interviewing. The fact that now recruiters don't have to think about taking notes during the call is both a, an improvement in the quality of the interaction. So I'm getting more insights out of the candidate because I'm not trying to do two things at once. Um, while at the same time, I'm saving time because I'm also not having to then go and clean up my chicken scratching notes afterwards to try and package right. it up so it's actually legible to someone else so that's like a really obvious example where quality is clearly increasing we hear it every 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 customer meta will tell you that and we're we're saving time um so i think obviously you'll get like particular tools who might index more on the quality side or more on the saving time side i think initially usually it's more on the saving time side people people like people tend to sort of focus their innovation there initially because it's so measurable um but yeah i mean these technologies will not win I mean, people are not going to buy these these tools unless it achieves one or both of those those things. I like what you said there. I like uh, how being able to concentrate on the person you're talking to, you can pick up on those nonverbal, um, yeah, nonverbal cues uh, that you that you normally would miss because you're taking notes and looking up and looking down, looking up, looking down. That kind of thing. Um, that being said, though, do you think AI could have a role or should have a role in understanding, um, assessing a candidate's soft skills and maybe emotional intelligence? Or should it all be always be a human gut connection? You think? I think I think having a role is probably like the right way to ask the question. Like, should it have a role? Yeah, maybe it should have a role. Now, should it be the decider? No, 
So I think that's like the, there's like a spectrum between how much of a sort of influence does it have all the way up to like from no influence at all. Like you're not allowed to even think about how an AI might help you with a decision all the way through to the AI is going to make the decision for me. Now we obviously every company, every individual is going to choose their spot on that spectrum and probably no one will be at either extreme end. What I would say is right now, the vast majority of innovation and definitely the vast majority of our innovation is much more on the um, uh, in, enabling people to be more human through AI. I stopped doing some of the sort of the quite drudgerous tasks you historically used to do. You can be more human and we save you time. So essentially automation, you can think of that as, and we're spending a lot of time there. But I think the thing that comes quite soon after that is what I what I generally describe as detection. Now, one of the things that AI is really good at because it consumes so much data, you know, in parallel, it has no, it, there's no sort of, you know, it's not like it has to schedule itself to join this interview, then join the, and can join one at a time. It can, it can essentially gather data from every single interview in, you know, your company, even if they're all happening at the same time. One of the advantages of that is it can, it can detect things that otherwise you as an organization would, would essentially miss or wouldn't have the opportunity to pass on to someone. What I mean by that is if we can tell you uh, in the future, hey, this candidate that you're about to reject actually um, answered a bunch of questions in a way that was very similar to someone who you previously extended an offer to and went on to be a top performer. So I'm not telling you to you should hire this person. I'm just flagging to you that you might be making a, a decision that is not respecting some additional insight that I've just passed to you. So it's more like identifying when can I can I detect things that might influence this person's decision to make it a more accurate decision? Yes, I think AI will play a role there. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It makes me wonder, are there any parts of the interview process you think AI will, will replace completely? Um, so I, I think um, the way that we see things going and indeed the way that we're developing our product is that increasingly you'll think of these AI tools as as an assistant, almost like, and, the, and a really helpful mental model for that is to think of it almost as an additional human being on your team that never gets tired, but has a very specific and limited job. So in our case, for example, one of the things our product does is after you come, uh, after you run your interview, you come to MetaView, the notes are all there for you. And we also then help you generate your one paragraph summary of the candidate. You click a few buttons and it generates this summary for you. Now that we've had that product live for a few a few months now, you'll see, of course, the, the the recruiters are often coming in and choosing the exact same topics to construct their summary with. And so at some point, our AI is going to say, you know what, you don't even need to tell me. I'm just going to assume these topics are what you want. And I'm going to have that summary of the candidate ready for you two minutes after the, you finish the interview. Um, uh, and then at some point after that, you're going to say, well, every time that MetaView produces a summary for me, I don't even edit it. I'm happy with it every single time. So now I'm going to increasingly withdraw, uh, reduce the level of oversight I have a, have over an AI, but I choose what, which tasks that for. So if I decide that I'm really happy with the way I've trained my AI, the, the, the personal AI that I'm using, that I know it's always does a great job of writing up my summaries, I'm going to stop overseeing it and it's going to completely automate that task for me. Yes, those things will happen. But I think where people will have a lot of agency and people have, have to make decisions is what things do you focus on training your AI around? What things do you decide? No, I still want to have oversight over that because I think it's important. And I don't think the machines can do as, you know, as nuanced a job as me yet. That's going to be the decisions that recruiters will be making day to day. And I, and not in like a super um, explicit way. It's not like I'm decide. It's just going to be borne out through your behaviors. Like, do you start mm. to realize? this is reliably great and i'm not going to i'm not going to worry about it anymore which is often how we work with other people right if i hire a junior member of my team 
I have them work on a project initially. First projects I'm going to look at, I'm going to be probably going through it with a pretty fine tooth comb to understand, is it is it great before I put it in front of, let's say, a customer? And I gradually withdraw. But if that person's a poor performer, I'm probably not going to gradually withdraw. And it's again, it's not explicit. I just... I just have a, a confidence level in the, in that that person in this case, or an, an AI in, in in the AI case, and that determines my behavior. Totally get it. Totally get it. Um, when you mentioned about the different decisions uh, recruiters will make when using the, the AI, what comes to mind are ethical considerations. How can recruiters ensure they're using AI ethically and responsibly, and mitigating potential biases in the system? Yeah. So I, I think the most important point is, is what we've mentioned earlier, which is an understanding that the accountability still remains with the human. Like that's just, that's just baked into our laws, right? Mm. The, the person who's going to sort of get, get in trouble with, with, with law enforcement, if something is done that is, that is uh, illegal, is going to be the human being, not the, not, not, not the AI. Sure. Uh, so that's like a, a fundamental piece. That's not enough, obviously, because you still, um, uh, I still think there's probably a level of sophistication of understanding, not only is it your decision, but therefore, which parts of your process should you lean on AI for that aren't risky, you know, from like a ethics or a bias perspective and which parts are. So I think it's really hard to give a hard and fast rule on that. I think we're all like learning this together. Our approach is we focus on things that are, um, we, we very deliberately stay away from anything where our product makes a judgment um, or a recommendation. It's very much based on, uh, yeah, I mean, for, in our case, summarizing what actually happened in the conversation. These were the questions. Here's the bullet point summary of how they answered. It's very, uh, it's very f- essentially fact-based. It's not sort of uh, generating uh, an inference or a recommendation. Uh, now, do I think we should never generate inferences or generate recommendations? No, I'm not saying that. I think at some point we're gonna we're gonna have to work out like how do we leverage this this really powerful technology to help us in those areas too, like what the decision-making. But uh, uh, for now, we're a little bit, um, I think there's enough benefit to be gained by automating what are clearly quite thoughtless tasks. Um, uh, and yeah, for the next 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 couple of years, at least, I think that will be where, 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 where we spend our time at least. You, you say uh, eliminating thoughtless, thoughtless tasks. Uh, do you think AI will... It eliminate more or create more job opportunities for HR professionals in the recruitment field, especially. Um, I th- job opportunities was the question. Yes. Um, I think the demand for great recruiters will go up. I'm, I'm speaking mainly okay. on the recruiting side, less on the HR side, I guess. But that, again, just because that's where where I'm most. Uh, most aware. So I think the demand for great recruiters will go up because I think there's going to be this movement towards what is essentially higher skill work, talking mm. with people, being great at judging, being the people person, you know, things that almost are a little bit cliche that people say about recruiters. Oh, yeah, they're a great people person. Those are actually going to be really, really valuable things that, you know, people are going to have high expectations around your business. So I think the demand will go up. Um, will one recruiter be able to run more recs than they were previously as a result of that? Potentially. So I think there could be a scenario where a company that has a, the same headcount hiring goal as they've always had um, probably should realize some efficiencies in terms of needing uh, fewer people um, to achieve that. Um, but then you sort of run into this classic sort of paradoxical situation where, well, maybe the fact that we can now hire people who are so much more effective means we should hire more people because they're all representing better value for money. So. I think basically every company will be different on that on that way. Companies that are more 
I guess, cash cow businesses that are focused on cutting costs and keeping the money coming in. Yet you'll think about how can we reduce reduce uh, reduce headcount, but still have the same outcome. Again, always the way companies have operated. There's not an AI thing. It's just the it's just life, uh, or, or certain certain life for certain certain uh, organizations. And then you'll have the high growth companies who are seizing opportunities, and they'll think wow, we can now actually almost get away or we can afford to, it's the responsible thing to do to put more energy, more resource, more money into you know hiring up this team or whatever it might be because actually every single person is now 50% more productive than they were a week ago. Um, so net-net, really hard to say, um, uh, especially when you take the whole of HR into account because I think then there's mm-hmm. this there's really interesting uh, ethics questions that... HR functions will be responsible for for sort of delivering policy too. So I can imagine some jobs emerging there for sure. But uh, it's really hard to, I guess, get an overall overall uh, forecast on it. Yeah, but definitely definitely food for thought for sure. Uh, one one last question, if I may. Mm. Overall, do you think AI is a threat or an opportunity for HR professionals in the recruitment field? Overall, what would you say? What does the gut tell you? I'm a, I, you can totally color me an AI optimist. I think it's a massive opportunity. I think a lot of the things that I've heard recruiters and recruitment leaders talking about for a long time as things they wish they could spend more time on, they are now going to be able to do that because a lot of the things that they wish they weren't, didn't have to spend time on, they'll increasingly not have to. So I think it's a massive opportunity. And if I was going to sort of, um, uh, sort of reduce it down into one, one sort of point of why in particular the AI revolution is an opportunity for recruiting and HR as as well, but um, is because they are the most human centric roles, right? That Mm. much as we were doing lots of work that sort of involved putting information into different sort of software systems and whatnot, still at the center of what, what you do in recruiting is a human being. And that's not true for a lot of other roles. If you're if if your role actually was predominantly inputting information to a system. Yeah. That's like, going to be quite heavily disrupted but if your core thing was m- enabling human beings to make large nuanced subjective decisions actually you, this is just this is this is this is the le- the sort of the least exposed to the negative implications of ai i would i would argue so i think yeah it's a real opportunity to lean into those human elements um and uh yeah definitely 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 uh strongly held belief on my side very cool. Very cool. Uh, you've been very generous, generous with your time. If someone had additional questions uh, to pose to you or just want to know more about MetaView, how can they find you? Yeah. Uh, well, thanks so much for, for having me. So uh, best best bet if you want to learn more about MetaView is head over to our website. Uh, that's metaview.ai. Um, you can sign up for a free trial of the product or, or get in touch with a member of the team if you want to want to hear more about that. Um, we also operate a, a great newsletter, which I'd recommend uh, to, to folks called the Recruiters AI Digest. So where we essentially, there's so much news about AI every every week. We consolidate what are the main things you really need to know as a recruiter or be aware of as a recruiter each week that really impact recruitment. Uh, and then it, me personally, probably best place to reach out to me is uh, e- either, either Twitter or LinkedIn. Uh, my name is spelled pretty strangely. It's S-I-A-D-H-A-L. So there aren't many of me. Uh, so Give me a search and uh, uh, you'll be able to find me pretty easily. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Jim Stroud podcast. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. (laughs) 
Well, my time is up. I thank you for yours. I'll see you again real soon right here with a brand new episode of the Jim Stroud Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I can be reached by email at jimstroud at jimstroud.com. And one last favor, if I may ask, please rate this podcast. Uh, Five stars is preferred, (laughs) but uh, please uh, comment uh, with your honest opinion. I really appreciate that. All right. Okay. Until next time. Bye-bye. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.